Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply the Chicago Bulls sing. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network, so wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. And if you're lucky enough to be watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the bell, give us a thumbs up and leave some comments down below. I'm Matt and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. We're going to kind of wing it a little bit today, I think, and uh, let's see where it goes. How are you doing? Uh, tired, um, just just for a change. Why not? <laughs> uh, you know, starting work at five o'clock after a Bulls game is just is never fun. Mm. But here we are to talk about Bulls and mm. two games. Obviously, last episode went out, uh, was it Thursday last week? I can't remember now. Slept since then, kind of. <laughs> Um, um, we give our predictions for the two Hornets games over the weekend yeah. and obviously last night. They were both predicted two wins. Yes. Um, and obviously we've got two wins. And I did say that we seem to struggle against Hornets. And yeah. So obviously game one at the UC on was it Friday night, wasn't it? Yep. Um, Bulls won out, run out 104-91 winners. And obviously the big talking point was the return of Zach Levine and yes. Nikola Vucevic. And obviously P-Will and AC sat out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Obviously I know you've, you want to talk about their return a little bit more in depth uh, after this. Yeah. So um, in terms of the game, uh, Kobe ran out with our player of the game, and our top four for the game were Kobe, Dale and Terry, Demar Derozan, and Zach Levine. Uh, again, we'll talk about Zach um, after this, because I know you were very hesitant on uh, giving him any sort of praise until he reached a certain milestone for you. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, and he didn't quite make it. So, but you know, he got close. Yeah. Um, obviously, aside from their return, one of the big talking points was Dylan Terry being in the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, obviously, this his first start for Bulls, and personally, I thought he did all right. Yeah, I did too. I thought he did very well. Um, you know what you're going to get with him. Put it that way. And it's just, it's like a mini Drummond, isn't he? The chaos that he causes and stuff like that. So, it, I mean, it looks a good win, you know, was it 13 points? But it wasn't the best performance either, was it? No, it was It was one of the, those games where we kind of looked like we would have the potential of dropping uh, at any point to the Hornets. Um which against this piecemeal Hornets team should never really be the case. But um, we kind of turned it on then in the fourth quarter and, and finally after three quarters of letting them hang around, put it to bed a bit. Yeah. So that kind of takes us nicely into uh, last night's game because we let them hang around and ended up going into overtime. Obviously, yeah. eventually running out 119, 112 winners. Um, once again, Zach and Vooch coming off the bench. 
P Will and AC were back. And it was a apart from the first what four minutes when we ran out into that twelve point lead, it was just a horrible game to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And it was it was ugly ass basketball. Um from both, both teams. Both teams. Yeah. I mean you, you understand it from Hornets because they <laughs> they've got the G League team out there basically. Yeah. Um obviously they lost PJ Washington in the first game against us, didn't they, as well? So yeah. that didn't help. In terms of Bulls, the way they, it's just shocking. I mean, was it the last three minutes they didn't score in regulation? Absolutely. But then again, it was only one person that kept taking the shot. <sighs> yeah, DeMar DeRozan. Now, he's obviously coming for a lot of criticism because of it. Yeah. And I kind of, I was thinking at the time, who else is on the floor at the time? Yeah, no, I get, I, I, I get that, I get that. But if it doesn't work once, and it doesn't work twice, and it doesn't work three times, at some point you've got to say maybe we'll try something else, anything else. I mean, in that last effort where it went up and over the backboard, oh. it was just, just awful. Yeah, I mean. It's been a little uncharacteristic of Demar mm. late, lately. We know that is Demar's game that he'll go ISO, but just recently he's gone ISO, but then moved the ball around. And mm -hmm. last night he just didn't. And it was like, surely it can't just be because Zach was on the floor. Do you know what I mean? Because Zach kind of went and stood in a corner. Yeah. Waiting for his catch and shoot. Yeah, and we know what's going to happen when Demar takes it up. We know they're just going to close on Demar, and it's like mm -hmm. again, nobody moved for him, and it's like, yeah, it is on Demar, but it's not all on Demar. That's mm -hmm. the way I was thinking it. Um, obviously, we should never have been that close at that point of the game, anyway, right? So it should never have come down <laughs> to it having to be a bit of hero ball or isolation from from Demar. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, on in both games, it's clear it was clear to see that Bulls are trying to integrate Zach and Vooch yeah. back into the lineup. Obviously, game one was out without P Will and AC, hence Dale and Terry getting the start, and then last night it was right. You near enough. At full strength now. Yeah. Um, we seem to go back to the it's not even the old bulls, is it? The the start of the season bulls where mm -hmm. yeah. the offense was stagnant. Yeah. The lack of defensive effort at times. And this is why these last few games, before these two Hornets games, I've enjoyed watching them because players have had to step up and they've had to put the effort in as the hornets players were doing they've had to step up they put the effort in which is why we seem to struggle against them sort of teams you know go back to the Cavs game that was the same they had players missing and we struggled against it because they were playing hard they were playing with effort they were playing with energy and that's kind of where bulls have been at for the last well 
through December, basically, is having to play with that effort, with that energy, you know, Dale and Terry stepping up. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as everybody comes back, like I said to you, I think it was on last week's pod, what I don't want to see is Terry Taylor back to the end of the bench, not getting any minutes. Dale and Terry minutes dropping down. And that's exactly what we've seen. And yeah, them two players aren't going to win your games. But they've shown that they can play. They'll give you energy. They'll give you aggression. They'll give you hustle. You know what I mean? It's just... So yeah, I just I didn't enjoy last night's game one bit. And obviously, well, you know from the thread and the private messages that I was that annoyed with the game. I was more annoyed that Miles Bridges was wearing a plaster on his arm. Yeah. <laughs> you were rather upset about that plaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that, that was where my head was at with the game. Um, obviously, it was a win, so we did give out a bull of the game. Went yeah. to Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. Um, four stars, obviously, Drummond, Kobe, Damar, P. Will. And well, I struggled to give him. I mean, P. Will wouldn't have personally got my vote, but I know he, he got yours. It wasn't I just, just mine, of, I wasn't the only one. Yeah, I, I mean, I threw his name in there just because I just followed everyone else, basically. And, and to uh, be fair, I did put P. Will slash Vooch. Yeah, well, I mean, P. Will obviously he seems to be on a minutes restriction. I, think, yeah. I don't know if he's still struggling with his injury. Yeah, because he, start, yeah. um, he started he, all right, and then he just normally does died off, and yeah. So obviously, what's your general take on well both games? I guess <clears throat> the first game, I suppose they they more or less took care of business. You know, considering that we were missing integral players, not quite as much as they were, but we were still missing integral players. We had two of our starters coming off the bench, having returned, having been away for a certain period of time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, I thought I thought they did what they needed to do mm. in the first game. All right. There, there were a few little highlight plays and they, they had moments where they looked really good. They had moments where they looked a bit bad. But in general, they made it work, right? They made it, they put it to bed and it was all good. The second game. Look, a win is a win is a win. And I will take a win all day long, especially when we're trying to climb the table a little bit. However, this was an ugly win. (laughs) This was not pretty to watch. It was not fun to watch. And even though it was very late in the game that the Hornets put serious pressure on the Bulls, I know they kind of took the lead a little bit earlier on as well, but it was only for a point or two. When they kind of started putting the pressure on in the final few minutes of the game, even before we were chasing to try and win it in regular uh, time. It, it should just never have come to that. It just should not have come to that. With the talent that we had on the floor compared to the talent that they had on the floor, it was just poor effort all round. It really was. Um, and the reason why we ended up giving the bull of the game to Drummond over Kobe, who came away with a pretty good stat line. 27 points, one, I think. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of people would probably have put Kobe as their player of the game if they had a choice. But the reason why we went for Drummond over him was because 
Drummond was the one, the one player out there that looked every second on the floor, whether he was doing a good job or a bad job was irrelevant. He was putting in the effort. He brought the effort every minute he was on the floor. And that was kind of what pushed me to choose Drummond over anybody else. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Kobe got it in game one, despite mm. he had an uncharacteristic, well, current uncharacteristic five turnovers. Yeah. And I kind of feel with Kobe at the minute, it's the, like the sort of game he had last night, it, it's become expected. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's maybe not getting as much praise and attention as he did in December. Because we've seen it now. He's back to hitting threes as well. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. Cliff. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like he's become that player now where it's like he's dropped 27 points. Yeah, nice one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's when he drops below 20, then he's going to get criticized now. It's, he's become that sort of a player. And that that's obviously not a knock on him because, you know, credit to him and make him an all star. Um, but yeah, obviously, on the ball of the game. Now I said I was going to ask you. Uh, I have been keeping track of it for mm-hmm. how many we've given out over the course of the season. Who's your top three, or who do you think are the top three? Should I say? I think it's between Kobe and Drummond for the number one spot, and probably Demar then next. Pretty much spot on. Yeah, Kobe is top with five. Drummond is second with four. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a tie for third between P-Will and Demar with two. Okay. And then there's a few that have got one. So, right. The reason why I wanted to bring that up is just because it's kind of a sign of where this team is, I think. Or where it's been, should I say? Yeah. The fact that Demar has only got two, yet I've enjoyed watching Demar mm-hmm. until the last three minutes of last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, obviously Kobe standing out, but obviously Drummond has stood out enough yeah. that you know. And obviously, the big question now, obviously moving away from the games and the return of Zach and Vooch, is obviously before I, I step on your toes with any of it. Obviously, a lot of people saying we should be starting Drummond. Yeah. Now, and I get it, but I don't agree with it. Yeah, I'm the same. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same. And, you know, it it seems almost hypocritical to sit here and say we've given him more ball of the game nods than anyone else uh, or just under Kobe and more than Vooch anyway, let's put it that way. And yet we're not saying for him to start over Vooch. Mm. And I, th- I think I think a lot of the reason for that is because Vooch is, for the most part, right, love him or loathe him, he's steady. All right? And, Boring. you know, we're always saying he's a double-double machine, which he is. He steps onto the floor and he'll you're almost guaranteed he's going to get you a double-double between defensive rebounds and scoring. Um, and he's going to set plays and run passes and 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 it will run through him to a certain degree whereas drummond 
stands out for being that little bit more, like we say, chaotic, but he's also that little bit more exciting and fun to watch. Yeah. Are you not entertained? Exactly, right? Exactly that. So if you're there and you're enjoying watching what Drummond is doing and you're watching Vooch and you're kind of like, meh, all right, Drummond's going to stand out. But when it comes down to the brass tacks of basketball, the absolute bones of it, Vooch is a starting centre over Drummond every day of the week. And to have the asset that we have in Drummond off the bench or as a backup if Vooch goes down like he just did, I think all credit should be put in that. And I think Billy has done that. I mean, since we've had Vooch coming back, okay, granted, he has been coming off the bench, but still, Billy has given a fair split shall we say of court time between Vooch and Drummond and that's what we were saying before Vooch came back we wanted to see we didn't want to see Drummond drop drastically then in his numbers on the floor and that hasn't happened so credit to Billy for that for acknowledging the fact that Drummond has and does bring you more than maybe he even had credited him for previously and if we can utilise them better, like we always said, all Billy needs to do is utilise Drummond correctly. And I think he's doing a better job of that. And it's paying off at the five position, in my opinion. I hope it carries on to do so going forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I kind of caught a bit of Billy's uh, post-match uh, presser last night. Right. And he was obviously asked about Zach and Vooch. And he said, yeah, the plan is they go back into the starting role yes obviously in terms of zach for how long remains to be seen obviously just staying with drummond he said obviously drummond has shown what he can do and blah 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 but he gets excitable yeah which <laughs> you know we know that and I mean, I think, was it last night, Drummond had 20-something minute, 21 minutes, something like that, and Vooch had something like 32. Mm -hmm. you, if you looked at that, you'd think it was Vooch that had started. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I, I kind of think there could be a thing where you don't always have to start Vooch. Mm -hmm. Just let him come off the bench a couple of times. Just maybe... It might suit Vooch a little bit better against some teams, you know what I mean? And just let Drummond go out there and cause a little bit of chaos and then go, right, go on, Vooch, just steady it out, take a couple of threes, miss your bunnies, stand there, put your hands up, you know, whatever it is you do, Vooch, you, yeah, <laughs> you just go out and do that and we'll just sit Drummond. And it's like I've always said to me, there's too much emphasis put on who's starting. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, obviously for the players, it's a bit of an ego sort of thing. Oh, mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. But obviously, as anyone knows, who knows me, I'm a big ice hockey fan. And obviously, you have your lines in ice hockey and your best players tend to be on your first line. However, in certain matches, that first line will drop to the second line. Just because you need energy, you need aggression you need effort on that first line against their better players do you know what i mean and that's kind of where i see drummond and vooch um 
you know, in the sense that we know the centres that cook Vooch, you know, Brook Lopez, uh, Bamadabayo tends to cook him and stuff like that. In them sort of games, mix it up, throw Drummond out there to start with, and Heat will be like, well, hang on, you know, Adebayo is going to be thinking, well, hang on, I was expecting to be up against Vooch here. And then all of a sudden he's got Drummond running at him and mm -hmm. barreling through him. Do you know what I mean? Which more than what Vooch is going to do. So, like I said before, I, I don't want to see this now because the likes of Vooch and Zach are coming back where the players who've stepped up in that period where they've been out, all of a sudden the minutes are dropped and it's like back to normal because it was an opportunity you know, it was an opportunity for Drummond to show he can still do it in the NBA, which he has done. Dale and Terry, it's, it's been an opportunity for him to step up and go, I am an NBA player. All yeah. you lot that are saying, get rid of me, put me in this trade, send me down to the G League. No, this is where I belong. And, you know, and same with Terry Taylor. And that's, like I say, that's how I see it with Dr Vooch and Drummond is just because Vooch is back, don't, reduce uh, Drummond's minutes that much so I know obviously you had something you wanted to talk about I'm, I'm assuming it's Zach um, yeah it is and I think anyone that listens to the pod regularly will know that before Zach requested a trade or didn't request a trade or whatever the whole trade scenario officially is I was I was already kind of ready to wave goodbye to Zach. And my, and my point being, well, apart from the fact that he didn't start the season very well at all, right? But apart from that, my big issue with Zach is in his own head, he is Mr. Number One, Mr. Clutch, and he can solve all the problems because that's the way his career has been. He's always had to be that hero because he's always been surrounded by poor team, Right. But this season, his head wasn't in it. He wasn't able, and, and often, not just this season, often isn't able to be clutch. Zach, in my opinion, is a great elite scorer, a really nice guy. But Zach is about Zach. Even though he says he's about winning, he wants to be the one that looks good when they're winning. My issue is Zach is not clutch, but wants to be clutch. And in his own head, he is clutch. And that was damaging our team. So I was interested to see what was going to happen when he was going to come back. because and, and, and it was a real kind of waiting game for me to see what way he was going to be when we found out that it looked like he was coming back, which I didn't think was going to happen at one point. But okay, there he is coming off the bench and playing. And not only has he tried to adjust his game, to fit into the system rather than coming in and being that guy again. I've, I'm impressed he's obviously taken that step and looked at himself and kind of gone, okay, this team has been winning without me. They don't need me to necessarily always be the guy that's dribbling the ball and taking a shot from three when there's nobody there to re rebound it. And he's tried to pass the ball around and move more and, and get himself into catch and shoot positions. And he's playing defense definitely making more of an effort on defense. I mean, his on-ball defense is is better than it was and it was always okay. But I think he's trying to make moves off-ball defensively as well. But he's over-adjusted. And, and that was... 
that was the frustrating thing for me. And I didn't expect it to go that way, but that's the way it's kind of gone. He's he's overpassing. He's he's not taking the shots when they're when they're there. And that kind of is is damaging him the other way. Because we need Zach, whether he stays with the Bulls or whether he gets traded, he needs to raise his own profile right now because it's damaged at the moment, right? Across the league. We know that we've been told there's no market for him. So the only way to create a market for himself is to stand out now. And being too passive isn't the way to do it either. And I think he's kind of found himself now in a bit of a position where he's starting to lose his identity in his own head. He's trying to fit into the system, but at the same time, he's not playing his game and he needs to kind of try and marry the two together at some point, And it needs to happen pretty quick too. And at the moment he hasn't quite found that yet. And, and that's kind of been my, my point of, that I've been taking from Zach. Um, I'd love to see him find himself in between the two playing well, but still being more aware of what's going on around him with the rest of the team and being more of a team player on the court. Cause we know he's a team player off the court and potentially maybe even then who knows finishing out the season with the bulls. But what do you think? Yeah. Um, obviously I said before last week or on last week's episode, I was excited and intrigued to see how Zach came back. Yeah. And game one, uh, yeah, he was very passive. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, passed up a lot of opportunities, even when he was right under the rim, mm. he was passing it out. And it's like, it's, I don't know, it's easy to, to read too much into it, I think. Whereas really, you could just say it's somebody that's had what, six weeks out, whatever he had out for six weeks. Mm -hmm. And he's just trying to reacclimatize to playing basketball again basically he's trying to get his legs back under him yeah and he said as uh, much in the in the post-game interview did you did you see that at all yeah he, he said he he knew he ran up and down the court a couple of times and he was gassed and he knew he needs to get his conditioning up so a lot of the time he was passing the ball out and standing out because he was knackered basically yeah and i mean how he was in game one i'd take that yeah as maybe I'd like to see him take a couple more shots, but what did he end up with? Some like eighteen points, was it, or seventeen? Yeah. You wanted no, him no, he didn't. I, eighteen was what I, I, <laughs> I, I had given him a target of eighteen points, and then he was going to make my my vote for one of the four stars, right? <laughs> and he got what sixteen or seventeen points. So I said, all Something right, I'll like give that, yeah. It. But yeah, I set a target. I needed to see him get eighteen points, and and in fairness, you know, he got close. I mean, obviously, that was in, I think he just played about half an hour in that game as well, mm. something like that. Yeah. And, yeah, you kind of want to see Zach put up 20-plus in that amount of time. But that that that's easy for him, if that's the part of the game he's focusing on. Mm -hmm. Now, I said to you, and it's gone round on Twitter, and like you've just said, his defence in that game was what stood out massively for me because there yeah. was effort there and there was, you know, it, it did a good job. Um, and I think his defence was there last night as well, um, especially on uh, 
Terry Rozier towards the end, I think he stopped him pretty much getting a a shot off that would have that put was them the, in the lead. final play of the game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um but like I say, if you look at it from uh I don't know how to word it, like a conspiracist's kind of way. Has this all been manufactured by Clutch and Zach together to just get yourself out there, put a few minutes in, show them that if you take a three, you can hit them. If you get your chance to attack the rim, you're going to do it. But just don't get injured again. Because obviously he was downgraded from, was it probable to questionable last night with the shoulder? You know, that's probably a niggly little thing that's just come with him getting back into because you noticed it in game one didn't you that he, yeah i saw it they, they uh, flashed the camera over towards him at one stage and he was sitting on the on the, the bench kind of rubbing the shoulder and i said oh here we go yeah and again it could just be a niggly little thing because he's not done it for however long yeah but it could also be just you know you could say it could be clutch saying just go out there and just yeah, say you're not quite right, do you know what I mean? And mm. at least you're out there playing and you're showing that you want to be part of the team and all that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I personally don't think it's that. I think it is just basically a case of he's not played for that long. He wants to try and fit into the system, but it's just not Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Everybody wanted him to fit into the system. He starts passing up shots, and it's like, what is that doing? Mm-hmm. If he starts taking the shots, people are going to be like, well, that's it. He can't fit into the system. I Get know. him off, you know. So, I think whichever way it went with Zach, people are going to say to get him off the team, basically, because that's where everybody's at with him. And I mean, we haven't got that long to wait now to the fifteenth. No. If there's a trade. You know, seeing other teams now sort of making players available for trade that Bulls Nation jump on straight away, you know, whether it's uh, Kevin Herter and uh, Harrison Barnes, whatever it is. Yeah. And I don't know. I just kind of feel that we're going to make a trade just to get rid of him. and Just to get him off the books? That could very well be the case. Yeah. And... It's. I, I I don't want to see that. You know what I mean. I'd I don't know if I'd rather he stayed than we just trade for assets that we're just going to end up getting rid of at some point down the line. But it's not that long ago that the two of us were sitting here just begging for some sort of change. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, just change. Yeah. Well, the thing is, because we, we've seen, like I said, life without Zach. Yeah. Rather than life after Zach. And I'm kind of split on whether life after Zach with whether it's D'Angelo Russell, Rue Hachimura, Harrison, but whatever, how, I don't know how that would look. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I like it or what, you know, because does Harrison Barnes get in the starting lineup and reduce P. Will's minutes even more? Are we going down the route of, right, let's push everything on P. Will? So we don't need to get a four in. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. You know, is it Kobe's team now? It, you just 
until something happens, there's just still so many unanswered questions, isn't there, with this this team at the minute, and it. Yeah. But we are the ninth seed. Yeah, we're ninth seed now. We're not sharing spot with nobody. I mean, I think we're still about five games back from the eighth seed. Like, but, yeah, I think know. it's. I think it is five games behind um, Hawks. Is it? No, it's. Is it Cavs? Maybe it's Cavs. Actually, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they're across in Paris at the minute, ready to uh, play the Nets. Which yeah. we kind of it's one of them games. Who, who do you want to win? Mm. Nets catches up or Cavs pull away from us. It's you know, um, but I'm enjoying watching that side of it at the minute. Watching other teams getting to a point where I'm having to watch other teams' results to see how it affects this Bulls team and. Yeah, as we just said, this that last night's win over Hornets was a bad, bad win, if there is such a thing. But I'm not like certain other podcasters, creators, whatever you want to call them, that are not wanting this Bulls team to win. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll take that win last night. And yeah, to I me, would... is that a sign of what this team actually is? Because last year we'd have probably lost that. As soon as the heads had dropped and in that last three minutes, the defensive effort wouldn't have been there. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they're just like, well, so what? It's, it's Hornets. Just let them have it sort of thing. Whereas there was that little bit of determination, I guess, to get the win. You know, yeah. and like I keep saying, that's the attitude I want to see from the players, especially the likes of Kobe. I know P. Will didn't particularly do well in the end of the game, but P. Will, I, I want to see him fighting for that win and not just sitting back and going yeah just let them have it sort of thing you know and I hope that as a team they're looking at the fact that what are we now three four games below 500 four I think. you know and we've got some winnable games coming up in this next stretch yeah you know so by the end of the month we could be at least at 500 and to me that's a little bit of success well it because is. it's it's better than last season for a start <laughs> so there's been well, that yeah. little bit of progression but i don't want ak to sit there and go that's continuity well that see that's that is the big fear isn't it you know it's yeah four games <clears throat> Yeah, obviously, I know the next three games are Rockets, Golden State, and San Antonio. We have a That's very tri- winnable schedule. Yeah, coming up, you know, because we're going to struggle against Rockets because we always do because we should beat mm-hmm. them, but we struggle because whatever reason. Golden State are all over the place at the minute. You know, we might have Draymond Green to deal with, punching everybody and. You know, saying that he's about to retire, but not. Um, you know, and then we've got Spurs that we've already beaten twice, and mm-hmm. you'd like to think we should beat again. So that we win them three games, we're one below five hundred. Yeah, we are. You know, and from how the season started, that's massive, and that's without Zach 
that we've got to that point. For the most know, part, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think it, it, how I'd like to see AKs looking at it now is the change needs to happen, but not just change for change sake. Mm-hmm. Actually sit down and think, right, Damar, what are we doing with Damar? What are we, you know, like we've said about Caruso all the time, why send him off to a contender when he can still be here helping us mm-hmm. for the most part? You know, because he's probably taking a bit of pride in seeing the likes of Kobe and P. Will step up and. Oh, for sure. Definitely. You know, and that's why I'm not for blowing it up because mm-hmm. it, to me, it doesn't need blowing up, it needs retooling. Mm-hmm. And Zach is the first bit that goes. Right. And this is where it's like, don't just accept an offer. Go out there and get the offer that works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if we're not going to get the multi star package, whatever you want to call it, you know, that we've seen of like Donovan Mitchell getting and Rudy Gobert getting in the past sort of couple of years. We know that because we know the market's not there for Zach. Mm-hmm. His contract isn't appealing to other teams clearly but don't just give him up for Harrison Barnes and Kevin Hurt you know what I mean because do they actually help this Bulls team you know (laughs) they might do but I don't think they do you know same as Rue Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell initially they might help but the Chances are they're not going to be here next year. Yeah, well, that's true. But do you know what? I'm I'm okay, I'm kind of okay with that too. If we can take something on or some sort of a package on that enables my dog, that enables us to um, to put a band aid on it now enough. Don't talk about them. <laughs> like <laughs> one his arm last night. Um, <laughs> Okay, you're throwing me now. I don't know what I was saying. If if we can, if we can take on something that is enough to be a stopgap, then between here and the end of the season to keep us afloat and keep us kind of maybe pushing above 500, which is you know uh, uh, for me something I'm going to get into in a second. But if we can push above 500 with whatever we can get back for Zach, as long as it includes some sort of a future, whether that's picks or tradable assets, I'm good with it. Let's just get through this season. And once we have something tangible that we can build from going forward, I am at peace with that. As for the above 500 statement I just made there a second ago, right? We know that AK said that he has been informed by Michael Reinsdorf that if this team looks like it is going to be in contention going forward, or at least close to, he is then prepared to start putting money into the luxury tax situation, right? So if we're middling at the bottom of the pack, then we're going to keep middling at the bottom of the pack. If we can climb up and somehow prove that we are at least showing form, then that potentially opens up an opportunity that maybe we can build on going forward as well. 
now i'm not saying that we've got a guarantee that they're going to go into the luxury tax because we know full well that he could very much be pulling the wool over over ak's eyes right we know how that goes historically but at the moment we've just up until this recent you know kind of stint with uh zach out and vooch out and us actually beginning to win games um we weren't going anywhere we weren't going to be bad enough to tank all the way down thank god because i'm against tanking but we weren't going to be bad enough to be competing for those higher chances of a number one pick and we weren't going to be good enough to entice players to come and join us and build on what we're doing so that was my fear. And I said that at the start of the season. I think I said it in the off season when we were talking about it. My big fear was that we would be so stuck in mediocrity that we would remain stuck in mediocrity. And it was the one thing I didn't want to see. And it was looking like that's what we were going to end up seeing. Mm. Now we're seeing a glimmer of hope that maybe we can start to climb and climb and climb just enough. Who knows? We may even push it past the play-in and get straight into the playoff position by some miracle. And if that happens, who knows what can happen once you're in it. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm, 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 you, you said as well earlier on, like the, the game in, in Paris with the Nets and the Cavs, who do you root for? Well, I root for the Nets. I root for the team that's behind us because then it's our job to stay above them. It, it gives us the power and the chance to stay above them. If the Cavs lose, that brings them down closer to us and gives us the chance to catch them up. So that's the way I'd like to see it go. Put put the power into the hands of this team. Yeah. And it, I, I, from what you just said then, it goes to what I've been saying of Kobe, P. Will, whoever else, have to learn to win. Yes. That, it's not obviously playoff type pressure but it's pressure of we've got a chance here of actually making a little bit of a statement mm -hmm. whereas if they start learning to lose and we go down and down and down and tank like you say we're not going to tank properly no never do you know and where do we end up then because look at how bad pistons are and they've been tanking for years Spurs, yeah. they've just got a generational talent in Wemby, yet to look shocking at times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Wemby's putting the numbers up, but the team's still shocking. Yeah, but they'll build. They'll their future is bright. They'll build, build. Yeah, and they'll be fine. Yeah, that's. But what's to say that Bulls tank? We get that lottery pick for, or that top four pick, whatever you want to say for next year. There's nobody in the draft that looks like they can become a, a franchise player. Mm -hmm. Where do we end up next year? Do we tank again? Then there's two years of tanking. Two years of trying to rebuild. Year three come or the third year comes around and you might have that, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy that everyone's raving about for the 25 draft. We might yeah. get him. Chances are we don't because it's balls and it don't work like that <laughs> you know so <laughs> um so yeah uh, overall i'm i'm pretty happy a chance. <laughs> it, 
you know, overall, I'm pretty happy with where things are. Uh, I just want the Zach stuff to to be done one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You know, once is it February eighth, the deadline. Yeah, yeah. I just can't wait for that to be gone. Fifteenth, more players become available. Yeah, and the eighth is all trade deadline close. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, obviously, we're aiming to be possibly back on Thursday with an episode. Yeah. Um, obviously, before then, we've got Rockets. So, predictions for the Rockets game. Now, w. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a tough, tough one. Yeah, because it's another team with youth, energy and length. And they are three things we tend to struggle against. And off the top of my head, I think they're doing all right at the minute. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're quite... I, do you know what? I, I actually like watching the Rockets play. And they can be quite entertaining. They are currently in the play-in. They're number nine in the West. With, and we're uh, nine in the East. Huh? And we're nine in the East. Yes. Yes, so they're, uh, they're pretty much an even matchup that way. Wins and losses, they are above 500. They are 18 and 17. Yeah. Um, I did hear something that they've had a few injury problems of late, which doesn't Since, mean anything. Uh, Alper Sangoon just go down with an injury, I think. I mean, because he'll cook, Booch. A young yeah. centre that can actually play. You know, and that's yeah, what I mean. I think I read somewhere you, that he's just picked up some sort of an injury. Do you throw Drummond if if he does play? Do you throw Drummond at him rather than watching Vooch get cooked? I would. But that's what I mean. It's like to me, it's all lineup dependent and or matchup dependent. Uh, just looking at it now, the injury report. Bulls is clear, apart from Tory Craig and Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Brooks is out. That's quite a, right. as much of an idiot as he is. That's a big loss for Rockets. I well, like I mean, what he's been... we won't have him there staring at all the players before he goes on the court anyway. <laughs> or staring off uh, into a... the distance. <laughs> like I say, as, fat, you know, as much of an idiot as he is, I think he's been good for Houston. Yeah, and yes. I've, quite, I've enjoyed all his goon shit. You know, oh, he is the, the stare... goon, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tari Eason game time decision Nate right. Hinton whoever that is game time decision I didn't even know he was there but Victor Oladipo is a game time decision for him I thought he'd gone I thought he'd retired um, but you know they've got players like Jalen Green mm-hmm. obviously Shingoon's not on the injury report that might change okay. by tomorrow uh, it's going to be tough but I think we can do it yeah. Three game win streak. Go. Still shooting for five. Exactly. And that could be done by the weekend. Could be. Could be. So, yeah. Uh, I've got nothing else. I don't know if you have. Uh, no, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head anyway. Oops. So, yeah. Like I say, we do. Well, we're going to try and drop one on Thursday after the Rockets game. Um. So, yeah. Until then, obviously, thanks for listening or watching. And if you are listening, just head over to YouTube and watch it because you get to see our faces. Um, 
<laughs> and until then, I've been Matt, and you can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK, and you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And you'll find me on Twitter at NeilCRedUK. On behalf of us both and the Fans First Sports Network, we'd like to thank you all once again for tuning in, whether you're watching or whether you're listening. Do please remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and give us that thumbs up. Uh, it does help us to keep providing you with this content. So from both of us, remember it's a Chicago Bulls thing wherever you are in the world. And until next time, see red people, go Bulls.